darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. In restless dreams, I walked. Oi, oi. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Oh, Football man. Fiends Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Barkley. And across the table from me is my uh, good friend, avid rival, a man that drank my tears to the fullest on Saturday, Sunday. Oh, man. It's Chris Calderon. Chris, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How about you? Not, uh, not good. Why? Because my life sucks. What? And I hate everything about it. What the? And hell? I'm not allowed to have a single moment of happiness. Why? I don't know. Maybe I did something to deserve this. Yeah, I think you chose the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Sorry. <laughs> um. I'm sorry. Well, that's the pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to go kill myself now. <laughs> oh, man. But honestly, can you say it was a great game? You know, I take solace in knowing that it went exactly the way I said it shouldn't go. <laughs> it went exactly how I said it shouldn't go. Yeah, I mean... So I, I honestly think, you know, we spoke about it. We said, like, whatever team makes a mistake is going to end up winning the game. Italy made a mistake basically in the first, like, five minutes. Basically, goal first two minutes. That was, like, the mistake that I was already like, fuck. I think Italy's going to lose this fucking game. And then England makes a mistake. Was it a mistake? Do you consider that a mistake? Because you were yelling at Pickford like if it was his fault. So, I think it was everybody's mistake. I was yelling at Pickford just because he was the last one to touch it, and if he had had gotten actually like a decent hand to it, he wouldn't have kicked it right out to to Benucci. But he didn't though; it hit the post. Yeah, but he it, like it hit the post and cleared right to <laughs> Benucci. Like, if he had gotten a better hand to it, it could have been knocked away and not at the post. <laughs> mm, I see. I see. Well, uh, but. England was also the one that was constantly making mistakes. Yes. Constantly. But my thing is, I saw them after the first goal, they just completely stopped. They literally parked the bus. Yeah. It almost seemed like they were playing 4-4-1, just leaving Harry Kane on top. Well, that was, remember what I said about I was scared that we were just going to go defensive and not attack? Yes. And what did they? What did England do? They went defensive. They went uber defensive. First, they played the right game after the right after the first goal. They went defensive. So it started out to with um, just the lineup I saw. I knew that we were going to be in trouble. 
I'm actually surprised we that England took the lead. But I saw the lineup and I knew instantly that uh, it was not the way we should have gone at it. Well, it almost seemed like they came out with an attacking role in see, mind because they played a 3-4-2-1. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is look at those four. Yeah. Shaw, two holding midfielders, and Kieran Trippier. Yeah, true. So it was basically playing a 5-2-2-1 five, th- five, two, two, almost. Yes. Yeah. was the idea. Yeah. You had five defenders out there and two holding mids with only three guys up front in Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, and Mason Mount. Who did pretty much nothing. Because they couldn't do anything. Because they were the only attackers up there. Yeah, I mean... I mean, England did have, I feel like, the better chances in Italy. They did have better chances. I will say, they did manage to manufacture chances. Like, let's put it out there. Their goal was the only one that was scored from real open play. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Italians didn't score until that absolute chaos in the box off a corner. But that, that opening goal by England was a absolute thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah, I will give that to uh, Shaw. That was a uh, even even the Sh- even the Shaw strike was fantastic. But then like the play went into Harry Kane, who sent it out to Trippier, who knew to send it back post to Shaw, and it just fell perfectly for Shaw, and he just drilled it in. Yeah, that was. Uh... That, yeah, that was really good. That, that was, was a that was a thing of beauty. Goal of the tournament? No, I wouldn't give a goal of the tournament. Really? I mean, it was it was good, but I mean, I still think you know, like the Pogba hurdler might be a little bit better, nice. or the um, oh god, who is the Swedish guy? The, the Forsberg? No, not for yeah, for Christensen. Yes, Christensen. Was it Christensen? Yeah, where he uh, he basically got the ball like right at the top of the eighteen, then just. Banged it. Oh, okay. Top corner. Yeah, 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 There's a couple better goals that are out there. But, I mean, that that goal from Luke Shaw, I've never seen him do that before. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Pavard-esque, but it was pretty <laughs> damn good. <laughs> you know, it didn't quite have the curve, but still that drilling with the, just the left foot on the half volley. Yeah. I mean, it is. At least I, I, I felt like the game died down right after that first goal. Like it wasn't as intense as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. It was uh it's basically what I expected it to be. Uh Italy trying to go at it and England just holding back. And it's crazy because England were playing attacking football throughout the whole tournament. And you get to the final and you just Take a shit, basically. It's like Italy had 66 ball possession. Yeah. And England only had 34% of it. That was bad. Yeah. That was really bad. I think at one point it almost seemed like 70-20. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens, though, when you play so defensive and you just let let the opposite team have the ball and try and work it around. It just. Raheem I think, Sterling, nowhere to be found. 
Well, I think that was the problem, though, is that when you have Raheem Sterling, who played, what, three days before, a full 120 minutes, and was still going full gas, I don't think he was recovered from the last game. And Kane, when Kane started being more effective, was when he could drop deep and then play off. You know, playing more of a yeah, like playing give, more of a false nine. Yeah, give and go. Type yeah, thing. but he couldn't do that because it was either him when he got the ball, he was always the furthest one up. Yeah, and Mount wasn't gonna wasn't making any attacking runs. Sterling wasn't able to make any attacking runs. It just their offense was completely shot because he went so defensively heavy. Yeah, they could they didn't move. They just they didn't have the transition. Yeah. I, okay. So then, at this point, do you think it's uh, Garrett Southgate Southgate's fault? Southgate did a lot wrong, in my opinion. For the final. For the final, he hit. I respect what he did getting there, but if, I'm just gonna put this out there: the uh, England during that final kind of reminded me of. United against Villarreal in the Europa League final. <laughs> okay, I see. Where it was just all defensive. There was, it was all defense. They stopped trying at a certain point to even try and attack. Made no subs. The subs he made were wrong. And then to be honest, would, would you put a 19-year-old kid as the fifth goal scorer? Yeah, I was, was going to get to okay. that. Okay. Uh, okay, so my my thing is also because a lot of people were giving uh, Chessa like this hype to perform, to outperform like the defense and outperform Sterling for uh, in this tournament uh, or in this final. I don't think Chessa did really good. I barely even saw him. Immobile, I didn't even know he was playing until they subbed him out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like I feel like defensively England did fantastic, but it was the, it was the offense. I mean, you shut down Italy, and the only way that they get a goal is off of a basically messed up set play. Yes. Yeah, it was like, basically what happened. It was a complete pick up the trash goal. It, it's basically what happened because I thought I thought in the second half it was gonna it was gonna change, and I thought it was gonna pick up. Yeah. And I thought, at least my thought was, Immobile was gonna be more of an attacking. Uh, Forward and and Chesa helping him out, but I mean, second half they just both they both were lost. It seemed like they were just lost. It seemed to me like Italy came out in the second half and had a better game plan, whereas England decided, okay, we're still up one nil, we're just going to launch the ball as far ahead of us as possible, and then sit back some more. Yeah, yeah. Like and- it, it got to the point where I I didn't see Harry Kane even touched the ball in the second half. No. He touched it a couple times, but it's like him, Harry, you know, Mason Mount didn't do anything. Sterling made a couple runs, but by the time he got to the end line, he was there by himself with six Italian defenders because yeah. nobody was coming up for support. Yeah. I mean, you had Bonucci and Chiellini in the back too, so yeah, he was not going to be able to go through those two. You weren't, weren't going to split those guys. No. Not yeah. a chance. Uh, I mean, De Lorenzo, he could have he done something against De Lorenzo. I think if he would have gone to him one-on-one yeah emerson on the other side also same thing i think one-on-one sterling would have had a better chance uh but he just again like how you said he just didn't have that support 
Uh, everybody was basically just doing a long ball. If Sterling was able to get it, great. Just hold it, it seemed like. So, um, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I, I just both, I think both teams didn't, didn't do what they were supposed to do, basically. Um, yeah. The Italian side didn't do what we were expecting them to do. I mean, it almost seemed like they were, like how they played against Austria. Basically, yeah, that's basically what I can it see where like. you draw that comparison. Yeah, yeah. you know, because they weren't, they weren't outperforming anybody. They weren't outperforming England. They weren't outperforming Harry Kane, Mason Mount, none of them. I mean, Jorginho barely, I felt like, got the ball. Uh, Verratti barely got the ball. So at least those were my thoughts and the way that I saw the game. Uh, they were just, it just seemed like it was just 22 guys holding the ball. Basically. That's basically what it seemed like. I, I completely agree with you on that. So uh, score 1-1, go extra time. Uh, I think my, 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 my opinion on this was uh, I think Southgate did a wrong putting – Sancho, Rashford, at the very end. Thank you. Uh, yes. Didn't seem like they played much in the tournament, right? Did they play? They they all played once, right? They like with uh, Phil Foden. So Rashford came in in the first match of the group stage. Right. Sancho got one start in the group stage. Okay. But it's like other than that, they they barely even. They, barely, they barely even played. They barely even played. Yeah. So my my thought was maybe he was trying to do a secret weapon type thing. Yeah. Uh, putting in Rashford, Sancho, and Saka. So, so here's my question then. You bring those guys in. Do You're planning on bringing them in. You're planning on unleashing them and having the attacking talent out there and pushing for a goal. Do you bring them in at the 110th minute? No. When do you bring them in? I think you should have brought them in basically at the beginning. Like probably even second half, beginning of second half. Exactly my thoughts. Uh, at least that's what I think. But he decides to bring in uh, Jordan Henderson. <sighs> Jordan <laughs> Henderson. I mean, <laughs> were you trying to win the game or were you just trying to force these to PKs? I, I don't know. I mean, okay. Jordan Henderson against Giordino, Verratti, and Barella. Trying to, like, hold that midfield against those three guys. Jordan Henderson. That's not good. That's not going to work. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. Dude, this. That was another mistake that I think he did. Um, it's a bit like a Fred coming off for Mason Greenwood, isn't it? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Like, how, how are you going to put Jordan Henderson for every English fan that's out there and you say you love Jordan Henderson? Please explain to me why. <laughs> why? I don't, I don't I, think anybody really does, to be honest. Don't get it. I don't get it. Commentators are like, yeah, he's bringing Jordan Henderson. He's going to change the team. Yeah, he changed the team to more defensively. Yep. I mean, shit. Like, I don't Because who did he come on for? 
did he did he yank Mason Mount for yes. Jordan? See, so he really was going defensive. He yeah. really was saying, okay, we're done with the attacking. We're just going to bide our time and just get to penalties. Yeah. And maybe squeeze out a goal. And it's like that was the problem in the first place. I think so. I mean, honestly, if you would have took – if you would have changed that formation, Mason Mount, take him out. Cool. Put Jack Grealish in for Mason Mount. Leave Sterling in and Harry Kane on top. Take Trippier out. Put Mac- Marcus Rashford in. Take uh, fuck even probably like Luke Shaw. Take him out if you wanted to. Put San- Sancho in there. You would have had an attacking team right there. I already so, like changed that formation for you, Southgate. So that's my biggest issue with this squad. You have. Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, Mason Mount, Phil Foden, uh, Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho, Jude Bellingham, Jack Grealish. Those are eight of the best attackers in the world. And we saw three of them constantly, and Jack Grealish is a sub. Jack Grealish as a sub, when he used to cut when he was coming on, and instantly your attack was being ignited. And you bring him on, like late in the in the match. I just Southgate was playing scared. Yeah, that's what it. That was the biggest issue. Was it it seemed like like Southgate was just like, it's fine. We can just we'll bide our time. We'll get this goal. We'll just we'll bide it. We'll wait. We won't worry about it. And we're just gonna hold and not give up a single goal. Okay, so. All right, so for those that follow it or watched it, so there were two finals that weekend, so Argentina and Brazil. Yeah. Okay, so, of course, Argentina champions, cool. I'll get into that later. But my thing is, Angel de Maria, throughout the group stages, was not playing at all, almost like a Jack Grealish. He came in against, I think it was Colombia, in the second half. Fucking... Masterclass. He plays wonderfully. Lit it up. Yeah. That was an impress. I've never seen him play that. Yeah. Good. Like- so I was like, cool. You know, like I think he's gonna earn his spot for the for uh, for a starting lineup for the for the final against Brazil. And sure enough, I was kind of like iffy about it because Angel Maria tends to be like a forty-five minute kind of guy and then just disappear after that. Well, what I'm trying to get is to get at is I think. Jack Grealish earned himself a position, at least in the starting lineup. Maybe even like this game. Yeah. Uh, he could have done something completely different. I think every England fan would agree with you on that. I'm, yeah, I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, Jack Grealish, I, I, every time he goes in, I always hear it. The most foul player in the Premier League. Put him in. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, put him in. I didn't hear nothing about like the Italians, like Immobile, the best striker in the world, fucking has an eye for goal. I did not hear one single thing about him. So, uh, I will say, I will say though, real quick, Chiesa really impressed me this tournament. Yeah, I thought Chiesa was phenomenal. Yeah, no, he he was phenomenal. It just he disappeared in this final because. That's what happens when you have to run into eight Englishmen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I. I but I no, do, no. Uh, I see. I see what you're saying though about the Italians. Yeah. It's like, so you did. They didn't have much like. 
Like, can't there, there were like, stars, but were they superstars? That's yeah. the biggest thing. England had basically superstars. Yeah. England had superstars on the bench. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think. What the fuck? Yeah, I think. Yeah, like how you said. I think South uh, Southgate was just playing for uh, defensive style game. Yeah, against an Italian side that I don't think had that much of an attacking team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they did play attacking football against other teams, but again, it just seemed like it was like that team from against Austria. They just did not show up. So, I think everybody was super enamored with Italy in the group stage. Yeah. Where they rolled Turkey. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Like, they actually had a very easy group to get out of. Yeah. But they had Switzerland in that group, right? I I think so. I think it was Switzerland. They ended up beating Switzerland 1-0. But it's like then they won the other two games, you know, 3-0. Yeah. And then they played against Belgium. Belgium. And they outperformed Belgium. Yeah, they destroyed Belgium, but Belgium looked lost that whole game. Yeah. I, I put that mostly on Belgium. But oh, yeah. The way it seems to me, though, is that Italy, when it came to actual like top tier teams that were on, you know, had their game going, I mean, granted, they're undefeated in like 33 matches straight, but they never truly blew me away. No, I. With their style. But when they played against uh, Belgium, it was that whole thing with Kevin De Bruyne. Right. If Kevin De Bruyne was at 100, I, th- I think this this would have been a Belgium-English final. Yeah. And I think it would have been a whole different story and different style of play. Yeah. At least my opinion on that. So, uh, but even though they play, even though they beat Belgium, they still only won 2-1. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they just, it never seemed like they really truly outplayed anybody. Yeah, no. And no, I will no. say it, I don't think they outplayed England. They didn't. There's, I mean, yeah, they had a 66% uh, percent of ball possession, but that was just going back and forth because they couldn't find a way through to, yeah. through that English. Well, I mean, you look, at it, you look at it, they had 19 shots. I don't remember them even having 19 shots. Me either. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, 19 shots? I don't, I don't understand how they got 19 shots. I, I saw more chances on the English side. Yeah. They had 13 shots, and... Uh, there were better chances. They, there were better chances. Donald there were better chances. Had to, what? I think there was three headers. One, those one, the Harry Maguire one that Donald Ruin yeah. barely got a finger to. Yeah. It's like there was like one save that I think I remember seeing Pickford make that was phenomenal. But yeah. It's like the rest of the time it. it seemed like the the chances created by England were on target. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was weird. It was uh, not, not a final that I was expecting, no. to be honest. Uh I mean, uh, so, so okay, score is 1-1, go extra time, score is still 1-1, and we go to PKs. Uh, that's when Southgate made those, uh, those, uh, those subs. Literally, like, what, 117? Yeah, like, one, 117, right, he brings on those guys? Yeah, like, right before, uh, right before the end of the, the second half of extra time, he brings in uh, Marcus Rashford, Sancho, and uh, Saka. He brings those three in basically, basically right at, towards the end. I be, I think Saka had more playing time. Of I course. think he came on like one fourteen. Yeah, or something so like he that. played a little. But it was still a more. super late. Yeah, sub. yeah. Like. So he he did that, and then again he put in Jordan Henderson to take him out, and then that's when I think he put Jack Grealish in, right? Yeah. 
what the fuck? What the fuck? Honestly, like I, I was, I didn't understand those substitutes, substitutions that he did. I didn't get. They didn't make any sense. They right? didn't make any sense. And then people praised Roberto Mancini when they scored that goal. They're like, yeah, coach knows what he's doing. Say. Did he know? I mean, <laughs> did he know what he was doing? I mean, he was a this team wasn't playing that great of football. It, it wasn't. It? it wasn't like oh, Mancini's like oh, we'll just need one corner and just put it in the middle and let it bounce off seven guys and we'll pick up the scraps. Right. Yeah. He wasn't saying that. Yeah, no. It was a completely fluke goal. Yeah. By it, the Italians. It, it was. It was. I think it was. Uh, so we go. We go PKs, right? Yep. PKs. I. I Again, we go back to PKs of how much pressure it is and if it's skill or if it's luck. I don't know, man. Well, go, go ahead. Go ahead. So I had a thought today. You're not going to understand this reference, but anybody who knows anybody who knows a little bit about baseball will understand this reference. Jordan Pickford during that shootout was Jacob deGrom from the New York Mets. Yeah, I don't know. You yeah, don't, understand. I don't understand. Jacob deGrom is an absolutely incredible pitcher, always near the top, like, in uh, stats. Is just phenomenal, like, a generational talent. But he plays for the New York Mets, who don't score any runs. So he never wins. <laughs> uh, Jordan Pickford was a bit like that. The saves he made should have been the sealers. And instead, we ended up with three absolutely horrific penalties in a row. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Pickford did. And I guess these are supposed to be top-notch players. Yeah. And he did stop them. He made uh, what? He made two fantastic saves. Yes, yes. And surprisingly, McGuire scored. Bro, so McGuire was the only one that did the right thing for his penalty. <laughs> what what do I always say? Just hit it as hard as you can to one side or the oh, other. Man. And he broke a camera with how hard he hit that he thing to the right side. Like, that's all you had to do. Yeah. He's a defender. I mean, yeah, yeah. So McGuire made it. Pickford stopped two. Mm-hmm. And then basically... Rashford had it to score, so then the next guy, or Pickford, even Pickford, if he even stopped that one, England was going to be champs of Europe. Mm-hmm. But what does Rash- Rashford decide to do? He lines up directly on the ball, and then he dances over to the left side of the ball. And he runs up, and he kicks it, and off the post. Off the post. Literally six inches, one more direction, and it's it. But instead, he banks it off the post. So I keep, I keep reading. I keep reading that. Uh, oh, by the way, bef- before we get more into it, uh, fuck all you racist people. Yeah, fuck all you. F- Leave them guys alone. I love. I, I just, I, it's, it's just. It's so stupid. It's the man so cured or stopped child <laughs> hunger. Yeah. The man stopped child hunger. Yeah. And you're being racist over a fucking penalty. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. So. Uh, do you think it was the pressure, the pressure he had, that weight he had in a final? Uh, England 
55 years without a trophy, playing at home to step up to take that penalty. Do you I think mean, it was I just... understand entirely why you would say that. Right. But the problem is I've seen him take that penalty a thousand times and make it a thousand times. <laughs> so I really do wonder if it was the pressure that maybe got in there. Yeah. But at the, like, at the same time, like I've actually – he hits that thing perfectly every time. And and like I said, if it was six inches more to the right, that thing's bouncing off the post and in. Instead, it bounced off the post out. Yes. So it was just a slight miscalculation by him. And I don't know if it was the pressure that got to him, but I could see it being a valid reason. Same thing with Sancho, though. Same thing. But these guys are also so young. Right is my is the thing is like they never they've never had to be in this situation before. Right, so like Rashford has been to one final. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Sancho has Dortmund ever been to a final? No, I maybe, don't maybe think, like I the don't DFB Pokal so. or something yeah, like that. I, yeah, you know. But Kiyosaka is nineteen and plays for Arsenal, so there's no way he's seen a final. <laughs> Like, these guys just have never been on that big stage. So it makes me wonder if, like, Southgate was like, they're too, they're too dumb to know the, the, the situation kind of thing. They're too inexperienced to know the weight of this situation. You're saying that Southgate thought that they were too dumb to... Yeah, the youthful, youthful you know, idiocy. You know, just like, just like they don't, they're too young to know the situation that they're in. You know what I mean? To understand the weight of it, they just see it as sweet. I get to go score uh, in a I final. Know, I don't know, man. In front of Wembley, this is awesome. This is something I've dreamed of. I'm about to do it in front of everybody. I, I don't know. I, I think. Or do you think they're like, no, ah, I think, shit? Yeah, yeah, I think. So, Fuck. so my thing is, why not put all the experience? Uh, that was that's one of the biggest critiques. Sterling, why didn't Sterling step up and take a PK? Was he that afraid? Probably of, of missing a PK. I mean, if you're that afraid uh, to step up and take a PK in a final, you think they should call him up to the national team again? I think so. But then, what if they get to this situation again? Well, then in he's definitely the taking Cup. a fucking penalty. It's like my problem is you put in he he clearly sent those three guys in as the closers for a shootout. Because they're three attackers right. that weren't on the field at all. Right. So he decided to put them out there basically cold. Yeah. They've had no time to run. You know, they haven't touched a ball in how long. But it's like you've got Kane scored his, Harry yeah. Maguire scored his. Yeah. What about Luke Shaw, Raheem Sterling, Jack Grealish? So that, yeah. Why not those guys? Luke Shaw, a guy that just drilled a half volley and has been buzzing all tournament. Raheem Sterling, who has basically been the offense for England. Jack Grealish, a guy who... I don't know. Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish. (laughs) Like, save those three guys for after, but use the experienced dudes first. You know what I mean? But the problem is, is I think he saw those three guys as forwards, as the attackers, so they must be good with penalties. True. And it's like... True. there's There's a thing to it, though. I mean, you get... Luke Shaw walking up there, and he's like, "Bro, hell yeah, people love me now." Yeah, right, right, because he 
he scored almost the winning goal, basically. Yeah. For England. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those like I think whoever decided to step up made the wrong choices, or whoever decided to send those three out there. Because look, I love Luke, I love Marcus Rashford. I think Jane Sancho's fantastic. Pakeo Saka. I've been saying Saka is one of the next ones. I've been saying that for three months now, watching him play, even at Arsenal. I think he should leave Arsenal. He needs to. I think it was just but, that. But it's like my question is now is what is his form going to be like as a 19-year-old that just missed the, the right, that was a, gonna a be tying my next penalty? Question. That was going to be my next thing. So how do, you think, how do you think Rashford and – because Sancho is going to be a United player, right? Yeah. How do you think those two are going to perform in this upcoming season? I think like, – Because of this final. So Playing I think – Home at Old Trafford, and let's say they get a PK. Well, Bruno's taking the PK. Bruno's not. Bruno's out. Why would Rash- Bruno be out? Don't you put that evil on me? <laughs> Injury. Don't twisted, you put that evil twist, on me? Twisted ankle. Don't you put? Don't you put that evil? So on they're me. playing against City. <laughs> Marcus Rashford takes it and sinks it. Marcus Rashford doesn't give a fuck. You think so? I think I think Rashford's gonna be fine. I'm not quite sure about Sancho because I actually haven't seen a lot of Sancho. Right, 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 right. But we're going to see if he comes in and it manages to actually attribute something to the offense, to the attack for United. Sweet. The one I'm really worried about is Saka. Yeah, because he's playing in Arsenal. And he's 19, dude. Yeah. And if you saw the end of the, the shootout, oh, yeah. he was the one that was devastated the most. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Well, yeah, because... I'm not going to say it because of him they lost, but that's basically the reason why he feels because of him they lost. Yeah. You know, it's like you're the final kicker to tie the PKs, to go tie 3-3, and you miss it. Yeah, I mean. Well, and it was such a matter of what, like I said, six inches for Rashford, and that if Saka had gotten any power on his on his penalty would have been different. I don't remember what Sancho did. Didn't Sancho send it to the sky? No, same thing. Sancho, I think, uh, he basically kicked it to... Uh, oh, right at Donnarumma? Yeah, basically. Yeah, just, so him and Sokka did the same exact yeah, thing in a row. Exactly. It's like, I wonder if they both just freaked out. And I I just... Actually, you could see the moment with Rashford, too, when he, like, switched up his his kick, like... As he was swinging. Yeah. You could see that moment when he decided that he was going to change it up because he saw Donnarumma going the, the left, direct, yeah. his left. Yeah. yeah, which is the way he was kicking it. So he decided to try and change it and go low, which is part of the reason why I think he got too much on it. Yeah. You know? But it's like the other two just... Yeah, because Pickford... Just whiffed. Just whiffed. Pickford saved them. Yeah. Pickford saved them. That loss twice, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, for those two to come up and just, or those three to come up and miss it like that, I get it. It's a Wembley, basically a Wembley final. Fifty-five years without a trophy, and those three miss it. I do. I to to me, I I can't blame these three at all. Like I really can't. I I can't. Uh, They're young. They haven't been in. This is this was probably more of a high stakes final that they will ever be in. Absolutely, Wembley and international. 
55 years. You got three things going for you, basically. Yeah. Trophy drought, playing at home, and being so young. You know, and being in a first final like that at that age in a Euro Cup. So, uh, I don't blame those three at all. I do blame Southgate. I, I think, blame him, too. I, I think Southgate... Do you think Southgate should just leave? No, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Did you really expect England to make the final? I kind of did because the way they were playing, and then I'm not trying to say like the teams were like, like you know, they just weren't that much of a challenge to, to England. England again, superstars on and off the field. Have you seen an England team buzzing like this before? Nope. That's my biggest thing. Is I think he's got these guys playing for each other, which is entirely different than what from what we've seen with. <laughs> you know, let's go back to two thousand two, <laughs> when Gerard wouldn't pass it to Lampard, and and guys on Manchester hated guys. Yeah. Guys on United oh, yeah. hated guys on Chelsea, so nobody passed to each other. That's funny this because is, that was rivalry right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is. I think this this is different. These guys like being with each other. They like playing with each other. Once again, a bit like Ollie. <laughs> These guys are playing well together. Yeah. It's just there's one hump they need to get over. And unfortunately, they can't really do it because it's international shit. I think I, I want to say you give them 18 months. 18 months? You get him through the World Cup. You think he's going to take these same group of players? I hope he learns from his experience and does bring the same guys along. Because 18 months isn't... Nobody nobody on the squad is retiring in the next two years. No. Unless injuries and And you're going to have... But you're going to have a lot of those guys... Those young guys, you know, Sokka's going to be 21 yeah. by the time that comes around. Yeah. You know, Rashford's going to be 23? Something like that, yeah. Sancho's going to be 23? Yeah, like, you're going to have these guys moving up and, like, getting right into the prime of their careers. I think if England sees this, uh, a Southgate-led England team sees this Italian team again, yeah, entirely different story. Because let's face it, what, Chiellini's going to be 39? Yeah, no, Chiellini, this is his last. But yeah. Lucci and Chiellini, this is their yeah. last. Yeah, so that pairing isn't going to be there next time. Yeah. So, I mean, there goes Italy's strength, you know? Yeah. Immobile is going to be how old? 34? Yeah. Pretty old as shit, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is old. Immobile is old. Uh, let me see. I don't, I don't know how old this is. He is pretty old. Immobile. He is. Oh, I can't find him. Anyway. Oh, right, but, right, right. So I just think this English squad. I saw something in this tournament that gives me hope. And hopefully, this they'll use this Euro loss as a way to improve, learn from their mistakes, and advance. He's 31. Immobile is? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's not that old then. 
Yeah, but by the, around this time, a lot of these players started like, it's time to retire. Nah, I don't think Immobile is retiring at 33. No. He strikes me as a 37-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, yeah, the Italian side, World Cup, Manucci and Tolini is not going to be there. I mean, if they're there, holy shit. They're going to be old. They're going to be old. <laughs> and th- at that point, it's kind of like, Mancini, you really want to just bow out out of the group stages in the World Cup like with these two in there? I think he's going to die on his sword. <laughs> <laughs> I think, that's what, think he's going to – he'll roll uh, with it if he can. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then I think, what, Harry Kane still has one more World Cup, I think. Oh, yeah. Man, it just makes me mad thinking about it. I literally said that we can't attack Italy from the sides. And how was the only goal we scored? From Trippier on the right side over yeah. to Di yeah. Lorenzo and Shaw on the left side. And boom. boom. Yeah. And then we just stopped attacking the sides. Yeah. It just makes me so mad when I see something. And <laughs> this man is running the England squad and can't see it. <laughs> like, I just. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's uh, amazing. It's frustrating. It's amazing on uh, how, how he did that setup. Honestly, I, I, was, I was shocked. On substitutions and setup, setup wise. Isn't it just sad when I think I can do a better job than a professional manager? Dude, that is sad. Sad when we all think that. Yeah. And uh, you're kind of like, really, guy? Like, you're, you're getting paid all this money to fuck up that bad. That's bad. Southgate, you suck. Piss me off. Yeah, I honestly think <laughs> I think it, I think it was his fault. A lot of people think he should get fired. Another, like another half think that he should just stay on. Like I said, I think they've improved under his tutelage to the point where let's see where things go in the World Cup, and then we can decide. Yeah, I think, yeah, give him until the World Cup. If you don't make it past the group stages. Oh, yeah, then absolutely you're fucking out. Yeah. You're out. I think last World Cup you made it what? Semifinals? They made it semis and, and they lost to Belgium. No, they made yes. To Croatia. Didn't they they made it to Croatia, that's right. And then Croatia ended up winning. Or they ended up losing in the final yeah. against the French. Yeah. So England won third place that day, right? Or Yeah, England okay. took third. third. Yeah, okay. So they're third best in the world. They came into this tournament second place in Europe. So, World Cup. You think they can make it that far again? I think if they can figure out how to combine their defense and offense better, you're not making it out of the group stage only scoring two goals in a World Cup. No. You know? There's no way. You're, you're just not doing no, it. No, there's no way. But if they can figure out how to get their offense flying again, if, if Southgate can learn to trust his attackers and – not play just two holding mids and four defenders. Like, just trust your center backs and just play, like, either Calvin Phillips or Declan Rice and get some actual attack going, fine. I think the biggest disappointment was Phil Foden this tournament. I was excited for Phil Foden. He played an amazing uh, first half in the first game. Yeah, and then just disappeared. Yeah. So, that goes back to club level. Do you think he's just going to disappear? It was just all hype No, last season. No, because there's like guys that you know only play for club and then disappear for country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I wonder That's if Phil true. just 
got too much run out in the club season. It was like Bruno for Portugal. Bruno didn't even show up for yeah. Portugal, even though he's on the squad. But yeah. it's because he'd be, he just played sixty games for United, right? Right. And now you want to just roll him in like three weeks later into the international yeah. club. Yeah. So, do you think uh, it was a good idea to take Phil Foden? Then? So, do you think yeah. it was a good idea to take Sancho, Saka, Phil Foden, and? Uh, I honestly think Jordan Henderson should have been out. So those four. <laughs> so so I will say that Saka, Sancho, and Foden, yes. Because those guys are gonna be staples for England for a long time and you might as well get them exposure to international stuff now. Yeah, because they now they have a taste of what it is and playing in the final. Exactly. So in, you know, eight, ten years, they're gonna be the veterans who can handle the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. they those are that's what you need. Southgate had a good mixture of veteran play and uh, youthfulness. Yeah, because a lot of those youth guys are going to be oh, yeah. going to be the ones that carry that torch. Yeah, long after Southgate's gone. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. So well, depending who who takes over England. What if Jose Mourinho takes over? <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> that pro that would never happen. England doesn't have that many defenders. <laughs> England doesn't have enough defending. Southgate proved it. <laughs> Southgate just proved you can make anybody a defender. So, so well, he brought on Jordan think, Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jurgen Klopp, for showing that Jordan Henderson can defend. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have much to say about Italy because a lot of these guys play in the Italian league, and it's kind of hard to keep up with the Italian league. Um, the only one that I can probably say is like Giorgino and Verratti. I think they could have done more. Uh, Insigne, he was playing outstanding like throughout the whole tournament, uh, right? Because that's a little guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but he, those three did not show up. But see, that's exactly you know, England shut those guys down. Yeah. The guys that everybody was saying are like the best offense, like right. in the world right now. Right. Those right. everybody that's attacking for Italy are fantastic, and it's like, how do they score? Off a shit fucking corner. Yeah, I mean, the, just those, just shit garbage bouncing around ball. Yeah. Like, so those three, yeah, those three, uh, those three were supposed to be better, I guess. Um, I mean, Kalini, yeah. I when I was watching before anything else, you know, the Italian, the Italian, they were playing it more on TV than they do now. Uh, Kalini was that dude was a monster back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I do give him props for. Being who he is, yeah, you know, making it to this final. Apparently, there was like something he started like the U twenty one, played a final against England at U twenty one or something like that. Yeah, and then all these years later, plays against England in another in, final, in another <laughs> in final, Euro, in a Euro final. Yeah, yeah. so uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kalini did amazing. Uh, Chessa, I think, I think he could have done better too. I mean, like I said, I. There's not much I can go off of with, with the Italian side. Uh, none of them. I have, don't really follow a lot of them. So everything is basically going towards the I, English side. I just, I I don't think Italy won this game so much as England lost it. Yeah. Just because, I mean, when you have three terrible penalties in a row to close out the shootout, they basically handed it to Italy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. That's, they basically Pickford like. did his job. Yeah, he stopped two. You're supposed to make the next three. Yeah, you know, yeah, Pickford did so. his job. 
it just once again, I don't think Italy won it. I think England lost it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which I mean, they did. They they, they got the early goal, and once again got a stupid unlucky goal against them. Yeah, and then just stopped attacking. I really think that if they had been attacking Italy, it would have been an entirely different oh, story. Definitely different. England story. could have won this game four one. Yeah, five one. If yeah. they, if they had had just any kind of attackers up front. I think so. I think if they would have played like the way they played against Denmark. Oh yeah. You basically it has to go like the mentality is you have nothing to lose. But in this case, I feel like England thought they had everything to lose. That was the problem you know? is I think they didn't want to lose it and at, at, at Wembley as opposed to they weren't trying to win it at yeah. Wembley. Yeah. They were tr- they basically thought they had the trophy anyway. They just had to hold out. Yeah. And it's like you still have to earn it. Yeah. So, yeah. So for those that do listen, so my friend here, Chris, usually drinks a beer in this podcast. Today he has drank two Sprites. So that should tell you how devastated this guy is. I did all my drinking yesterday. <laughs> I did all of my drinking yesterday. He went to bed at 6. <laughs> PM. We'll, we'll go with went to bed. We'll, we'll say went to bed, but uh, didn't wake up until the next day <laughs> on my floor. Ah, crying. Wow, wow. Uh, but uh, you know, I really should have known that England wasn't going to win because two curses aren't broken on the same weekend. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. Because uh, we already seen one curse get broken. On Saturday. Yes. Uh, so, Brazil, decime que se siente. <laughs> oh, man. So, the game the game was so nice and intense. Uh, it was dirty as I expected. It was dirty as I, I thought it was going to be. Uh, wow, 90 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude. Uh, Argentina was able to break, like, their curse of like 23 or 25 years without winning a trophy yep so i think it was like the last time they won it's like 93 they say messi was like 13 or something something like that 12 or something yeah 10 or something like that yeah Yeah. i think maradona was still playing at that yeah yeah so since 93 i think they they haven't won a trophy uh so i told my fiance though isn't it strange that argentina win a trophy now that maradona's dead Yeah, right. Isn't you, that like saying they got a, they like, got some help from the hand of God? No, I, I think <laughs> I think they were cursed. <laughs> I, I mean, all the drugs he was doing, hand of God that he did against the English, <laughs> all the cheating he was. Come on, <laughs> I mean, he dies, that curse breaks, and then Argentina attacks. So, so it was God. It was God. Well, that maybe, was maybe it, it was God that was saying it Argentina was, isn't gonna win. Yeah, maybe it was. Uh, so again, uh, the game. The game. If anybody saw it, the game was at least I thought it was fantastic. Uh, oh, that Thirty. Di, that Di Maria goal, though. Yeah. Was, yeah. So. I haven't seen. I haven't seen an Argentina side like this since basically I think it was like the 2006 World Cup, uh, when all the other greats were there, like Gabriel Batistuta. Uh, I think Messi was still there, but he wasn't. Upcoming yet, we yeah. we were barely gonna know who this guy was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Riquelme holding that re- midfield that was like, fuck. 
fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know, you had Maxi Rodríguez. You had just great, a great team. Tevez, Maxi Rodríguez. I haven't seen a team like that until this final, until this tournament. Damn, you really think so? Dude, this, this midfield was able to hold it down. Rodrigo de Paul. Holy fuck. I think he plays for uh, Udinese. He, he's playing in Italy, I think. He plays either in Udinese. Yeah, Udinese. Yeah. This guy played such a wonderful game. I saw him run. He reminded me of Angolo Kante. Wow. That's how much running this guy was doing. The Argentinian Golo Kante? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this guy was fucking running. And when I saw, like, the 80th minute, I thought this guy was probably going to cramp up because he was just fucking running. And then 85th minute, that fucking felt like an eternity for me. From 80th to 85th minute. <laughs> holy shit. Dude, this guy, Rodrigo de Paul and Paredes. They were holding that midfield down. Paredes is an underrated player for me. Yeah. I mean, granted, I know that he plays at PSG, but I, I feel like Paredes is probably one of the better midfielders like in the world. Yeah. I, I and he just so. doesn't get enough play. Like Nobody gives him that credit just because he plays at PSG. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think... Uh, I, if, he, he was, if he was in La Liga or if he was over in uh, the EPL... He'd be considered one of the top ones. Oh, definitely. I love Paredes. Yeah. I, I, Leandro de Paredes is incredible. Yeah. So that midfield, just holding down that midfield, because Argentina was always missing, at least to me, it felt like they were always missing that midfield. Yeah. Always, always. Well, it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's no. like, it's like so many times, you know, you see the lineup come out for Argentina or like how, like, you know, you think the fans in Argentina want the game and yeah. it's like literally... 10 forwards yeah <laughs> or like nine forwards and then you have like romero and back or yeah. like mendy and, yeah. and a goalkeeper yeah it's see, like, that's what it's i'm like, saying it's like you have all attackers but nobody else like behind them <laughs> it was like spain at one yeah point. yeah that's that's what that's what i was trying to yeah. say like i haven't seen a team like this since 2006 because 2002 team was pretty good uh they had all these other like legends also but they lost in the group stages because mm-hmm. they were they thought they were so fucking high and mighty because they won first place to qualify to fucking World Cup. Yeah, those fuckers. Well, <laughs> then, you know, come along, 2006, everything changes. Like, they had a system. That's why I dislike the German team so much. Because they scored. I mean, I can't hate on Miroslav Klaus or Balak because Balak gave that stupid pass. I still remember it vividly, people. Yes, I still remember that vividly. Michael Balak is really good. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they scored that goal. Last minute, fuck it. Well, that team Fucker. changes and just went to shit after that. Then, then, fast forward until now, Rodrigo de Paul Paredes holding that midfield down. Neymar nowhere to be found. Neymar was lost. Bro, yeah. Neymar was say, fucking lost. He, he did not look. No. Yeah, there was a couple times where he got the ball, and I was kind of like, okay, yeah, he's still a threat. They were taking his ass down. <sighs> that opportunity he had like yeah. the last, like, what, 88th minute yeah. or something like that, where he could have sealed the whole thing. Yeah, Emiliano, the goalkeeper, Martinez, he, he just, like, blocks Man, that. Man, it's just, like, yeah. what, what was he even doing at that point? Yeah, so Richarlson, same thing. 
to not see this guy. This guy just went in there fighting, basically, already from basically as soon as the whistle blew. This guy was fighting. So I was already like, okay, this is going to be a fucking, somebody's going to get a red card. It's like, this is going to be a dirty fucking game. Sure enough, like I said, it's a dirty fucking game. Uh, Leo Messi wins his first international trophy. So it's a thing of beauty. It's, uh, I was, I, I was excited. I texted you that video I took where yeah. it's like, I might have enjoyed this a little too much. It's like, <laughs> you know, Messi's being hoisted up on everybody's shoulders and being thrown up and down. And then you got Neymar over on the side, like basically praying to God, just crying. And I just, I, I enjoyed it too much. No, no. Am I a bad no, person no. for enjoying no, that? No, no, you're not. You're not. You're okay. Not. I was enjoying it. <laughs> I was loving it. Yeah. Dude, I was, uh, I wore my Argentina jersey for like the past two days. I wore it everywhere. <laughs> I did not give a fuck. First trophy that I see them win since I started watching soccer. Dude, it was exciting. I was excited. I didn't care that Messi won. I wanted Argentina to win. <laughs> yeah. So everybody was excited that, you know, Leo Messi uh, won it and won it in Brazil. So I think it's a curse. I think it's a curse. Teams that play at home in finals cannot win a trophy. Can't win it? Yeah. I think it's a curse. I mean, the U.S. has won a couple tournaments playing in the U.S. Which one's their home field? Though? Like, they're, isn't it like in Florida? No, they play fucking everywhere. <laughs> they, they, they play yeah. L.A., Colorado. They they play everywhere. The U.S. doesn't have a home stadium. Okay. But I can see what you're saying, though. It does seem like hometown advantage isn't really a thing in international yeah. soccer. No. Even in club level. We saw that at Bayern Munich. I mean, that's, I mean, I know there's more, but that one's more vivid. Yeah. Oh, Rome. Milan versus Liverpool. Yeah, see? <laughs> so, see? <laughs> so I think it is a curse. But uh, Rodrigo Paul makes this beautiful pass to the Maria. And like the 20, I, think, I can't remember, it was like 20 something minute. 20, like 20, 21, 22 minutes into the first half. He makes this beautiful pass. Holy shit. Di Maria gets that and just taps it over. Uh, who just is it? Chips. Just chips and like a cheeky attempt. Dude. Chips Ederson. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, just chipped Ederson. He was probably, he was close to like the 18, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. And he just, he, boop. Yep. Right over. Oh. Dude, <laughs> such a beautiful goal. Can I just say that was the most Brazilian goal I've ever seen scored by, <laughs> by a non-Brazilian? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, even like the style of play, it seemed like. That's what Brazil does, but they didn't do it. Argentina did it. Brazil did spend a lot of time on the ground, though, as per usual. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. It's like Paqueta was one of the worst players. Man, fuck that guy. I wanted I, to, like, I, te- I texted you. Yeah. like, he's got a very punchable face for me. Oh, I, 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 I just I don't like him. Oh, man, dude, I don't, I don't like him. him. I don't like him. So, uh, so you know, they're still winning uh, by the 80th minute. Something Southgate should have seen so he could have done the net following day. Argentina is winning 1-0, okay? The Brazilian coach basically decides to go 3-5-5. He put all his attacking players in that game. Nice. Yeah. 
trying to tie at least the game to force it to penalty kicks. Which is what you should do. <laughs> Southgate, dude, you gotta take. You gotta, you gotta see this. He put Gabriel Barbosa, Firmino, Vini Jr., Emerson. He put four attacking players to try to tie this game to the point where Messi ended up getting a beautiful ball again from Rodrigo de Paul. Missed it, but he just had no defense because he was trying to tie this game. So, uh, congratulations, Argentina. We won. Best way possible. In Brazil. In the Maracanã Stadium. Love it. Champions! Yes. Champions! Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It was a beautiful Dude, thing. It was. Beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. It was beautiful. So, so now that this has happened, um, is Messi better than Ronaldo because he has an international trophy? I think so. Messi has been to four five. This was his fifth final. Yeah. How many has Ronaldo been in? One, two, 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 two. Lost one, won one. Uh, one, two. No, because he lost against Greece. But he he no he won the champion uh, the the. Nations League or whatever, but is that a trophy? I mean, kind of. <laughs> is that it? That was like a made-up trophy. Yeah, well, so was the Concacaf Nations League, but I celebrated <laughs> the shit out of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, because Mexico and USA is like a bigger thing than Portugal playing against like Suriname. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, you know, but they still they both have international trophies, right? They've won the big ones on their continents. Yes, but is, I, it, is I, that I, is that argument now gone? That Ronaldo's better just because he has international trophies? No, uh, Messi is better because Messi has made it. Yeah, he's lost them, but he's made it to more finals, like by himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the 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 was it the Copa where he lost to Chile? Two, like he two in a row. He basically made it there by himself yeah. with absolutely no support from no. the Argentinian teams. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was it's surprised. Like, it's like the one that the one that Ronaldo won. He didn't even touch the ball. It was everybody else on Portugal yeah. that like dragged him up there. He even came out. Yeah, <laughs> he came out through injury. Yeah. So did Ronaldo really win the trophy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, valid point. Valid <laughs> argument. If you're on the field, <laughs> doesn't count. Does it? Does it count? <laughs> I mean, if you come out of the 60th minute injured, it's, it's like did one of you those, really win? It's one of those. Like if I if I wave my arms around, am I flying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that argument was long gone. Honestly, I mean, Messi made it to the World Cup finals. Two Copa Oro final or Copa America finals, three actually, because he lost in two thousand seven against Brazil, um, lost against Germany, and then lost two more times against Chile, and then he finally won this trophy. I think I think he's the better player. I, I honestly think he's the all around better player. Um, yeah, I, I I really think so. I'm with you on that. Yeah, so. Brasil, decime que se siente tener en casa tu papá. Wow, dude. it's just beautiful, man. Like it was like awesome. You just have no idea how how excited You're I so was. So excited, yeah. 
Super excited. See, see that happiness you feel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but you know, it was it was a, overall though it was a great weekend. Seeing Argentina win a final, a game, a final against Brazil at home in the Maracana against Brazil. 23 years without a trophy. That was amazing. Yep. England making it so far in the tournament. It's the hope that kills you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they made it. They made it super far. Almost had a trophy in their trophy case after 55 long years. Should have had a fucking trophy. Uh, fucking Southgate. Yeah. I mean, it was. I, overall, I think it was a good weekend. I got it. You know, Great I will say I enjoyed football. the game. Yeah, no, I, enjoyed I enjoyed the game. It. I had I had some swings. <laughs> you you got to watch my swings. Yes, yes. <laughs> I did. You got uh, to you got to enjoy my my failures, my anger. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, it, it was it was good. It was a good weekend. I did enjoy the game also. Uh, great company with you guys. You know, thanks for having me over. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it wasn't what I was expecting, but it was still fun. Yeah, it was it was still a fun game to watch. So, uh, did you enjoy the barbecue at least? I was did the food the good. Bar- yeah, the food was good. Okay, did you try I, any of the bu- the chicken? I did not try the chicken. The buffalo chicken was banging. No, I didn't made that myself. It. Oh, nice! I didn't try it. Maybe that's pretty why. damn good. Maybe that's why I didn't try it. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so that wraps up this weekend. You got anything else you want to say about the uh, Copa America or about the uh, Euro final? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. Uh, no, no. Uh, I think that's it. All right. Messi. Messi just won his first international trophy. Something that he's been waiting for for so long. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's all I have. It's beautiful. So, while those were going on, we uh we once again failed in our uh, <laughs> our promises. Yes. We had said that we were going to come up with a uh, Concacaf. Gold Cup preview, and we just never did. It was. And it I guess it started this weekend. Yeah, it was. It was hard because it started right after, right at, literally, literally right after, literally right after the the Copa, the Copa America final. Mexico and Trinidad played their yeah. first game. Yeah, which uh, ended up being a draw. Mexico can't even beat Trinidad and Tobago. How's it feel, Mexico? That's how. When, uh, when you can't beat Trinidad and Tobago, weird. Yeah. Weird how you guys you know talk shit about that and then get to a group stage and you guys can't beat them. It's interesting. Huh. Huh. Yeah, when talk about being like an easy tournament. <laughs> Can't even beat it. Easy team. So um anyway, so we have what, sixteen nations yeah. in the gold cup, the Copa de Oro. Uh group A is El Salvador, Mexico, Trinidad, and Guatemala. My people. <laughs> Guatemala? No, El Salvador. You should have said that when I said El Salvador. You said Guatemala. Well, I was waiting for you to finish <laughs> saying all the things. Uh, group B is uh, the USA, uh, the USA's hat, <laughs> Haiti, and Martinique. For those that don't know, it's good old Canada. Canada. So, Canada, eh? I'm sorry. Gotta, gotta kick the soccer ball, eh? <laughs> I'm sorry for my mistake. Uh, group C, we got Jamaica, Costa Rica, Guadalupe, and Suriname. Suriname. Yeah. That's weird. It's so weird. And then Group D, we have uh, Granada, Honduras, Panama, and actually Qatar. Hosting nation. 
yeah. for the World Cup in uh, December. Because uh, they got to, I guess there's like a rule if you're hosting a, a cup, you get to play in any international tournament you want or something like that. Interesting that they chose that one. Interesting, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, watch they get blown up by Honduras and Panama. Oh, <laughs> They're going to get run over by yeah. Panama and Honduras. Yeah. Grenada, if if Qatar loses to Grenada, just call it quits Qatar. Don't even don't even try to play. Yeah. Um but yeah, so we've actually already had a couple games. Yes. Um so it started out with uh Saturday, we had Mexico playing Trinidad. Uh that game ended up nil-nil. Yes. Then on Sunday, Canada beat Martinique 4-1. The U.S. beat Haiti 1-0, and your people... El Salvador. <laughs> beat Guatemala 2-0. First in the group, baby. First <laughs> in the group. And then today we have uh, Jamaica up 2-0 against Suriname. And currently, it is halftime in the Costa Rica-Guadalupe game. Costa Rica is up 2-0. Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty much how we thought that was going to go. Yeah. It's like every result has kind of gone the way I expected, except for Mexico-Trinidad, because Mexico sucks. <laughs> hey, they played in the Raiders stadium. Oh, so it was like a home game. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Raiders. Yeah. Tell me you have felonies without telling me you have felonies. Sorry. Raiders. <laughs> oh, God, so, um... Yeah, so Group A, currently, everybody's played one match. El Salvador's first. Mexico and Trinidad are tied in second and third with one point, and Guatemala's at zero. Uh, Canada and the U.S. are currently uh, Canada's first place in Group B with three points because they beat Martinique 4-1. All different. The U.S. only won 1-0 behind a goal from, um, who scored? Who was it? It's a new guy. Yeah. I, so Samuel I, Vines. Yeah, I think they're bringing new guys up. Uh, looks like actually. Let me see. Oh, gross! Oh, oh god! Oh god! Oh, oh! Why did I look? I just opened up the lineup and saw Giassi Zardis. <laughs> yeah, that's like the what the fuck, man! I didn't know they were still calling out for the national team. I guess they were. Wow. Good for him then. Yeah, I guess. Bro, what the heck? That's like. Third string. Yo, this is a messed up lineup. Yeah. I don't okay, say. so the U.S. doesn't plan on winning this tournament. Um, <laughs> Christian Pulisic is not there. No. Um, Nobody. The guy? Nobody's who's, there. Yeah, so, uh, Serginho Dest isn't there. Nope. Bro, what the hell? They're all new players. Like, Robertson, Turner. All. No, because we know Kellen Acosta and uh, Sebastian Legette and Paul Ariola. Guess who's there? Guzan. Yeah. What the hell? And uh, Matt Turner for the New England Revolution. He's finally getting a, a start for the U.S. But, uh, okay, so the U.S. clearly doesn't plan on winning this tournament. Why? That's very depressing. I don't know. They need to. If they win it, they get automatic qualification into the World Cup. Uh, Confederations Cup. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait, so are they the going to play Confederations Cup this year? Because World Cup is next year. I don't know. They're playing in like nine months. Is that going to be like a like a March thing, and then play in December? Oh well, yeah, they have to play in December. Yeah, are they playing in like March for the Confederations Cup? That'd be weird. Oh, wow. What is going on? Are they playing Confederations Cup, or do they cancel it? I don't even know. Huh. What the shit is going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, U.S. I, I guess we'll look. That. I guess we'll look up to it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, and oh, Haiti wow. is in third place in the group. 
with uh, Martinique in fourth already. And Jamaica is currently sitting in first until that Costa Rica game goes on. Yeah. Totally. But it looks like Jamaica and Costa Rica are going to be first in their groups. Yeah. So, Chris, pick your winners from Group A. Of course, El Salvador and then Mexico, I guess. Okay. Group B. US, USA and Canada. Okay. Group C. Costa Rica and Jamaica. Okay. Group D. Panama and Honduras. Cool. So we know exactly. We're, we're exactly on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just because those are like the major teams that always try, at least try their best. They'll make They'll make it. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry to say that Guadalupe and Suriname are not going to keep up with Jamaica and Costa Rica. Yeah. I told you this the other day. Jamaica's ranked number 45 yeah. in FIFA. That's crazy. 45. That is crazy. Jesus. That is crazy. Uh, Costa Rica is 50, so you know they're close together. Interesting not seeing here on this tournament, Cuba. Because Cuba usually goes almost every tournament. Wasn't didn't Cuba? Weren't they the ones that got? um, Who was the team that got kicked out because of COVID? I can't remember. I can't remember. But that's why Guatemala is playing. I think it was the team that Guatemala lost against. Hold on. Let's look this up. Curacao, yes, got replaced by Guatemala. Yeah, yeah, out to out to uh, due to COVID nineteen tests. Yeah. Oh, and five Haitian players apparently have tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Wow, things are getting real interesting. Yeah, COVID interesting. Not okay. Copa Oro. You COVID. know, here in America, we've beaten COVID. Okay, can we figure <laughs> it out for everybody else, please? <laughs> Uh, so done with COVID. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, we've beaten COVID. Can we stop? I'm sorry. I should. I shouldn't say that. That's insensitive. Yes, it is. COVID Chris. hit pretty hard here. It did really hard. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, everybody survived. Mm-hmm. Most people survived. <laughs> just saying. I shouldn't have laughed at. Anyway, right. Just say it. Figure it out. I'm surprised though that these guys like weren't like because it's like a Concacaf sanctioned tournament that these guys were playing qualifiers weren't getting like tested. They're getting tested, but not the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like you think that like if you were trying to qualify for it, they would like give you the vaccine in order to yeah like qualify. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just weird that they didn't do that. So making them like actually take the vaccine to be able to participate. Yeah. Because I I heard that like. For example, like this is a little off subject, subject, but if you want to join the military, you have to have all your vaccines. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this should have been the same in a way. You'd think. Yeah. Be easier to get it as a, as a soccer but, player yeah, than I it would be so. a soldier, right? Yeah. I don't know. It just like it seems like if you were like being a host country, you'd say in order for you guys to be in this country, you have to. We're going to give you the vaccine. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, you can then fight or like you know decide you don't want to or whatever as a player. But if literally a whole team gets COVID, maybe they should have had a vaccine. But I mean, I understand maybe it's 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 probably very difficult for like a, a curse out to be getting vaccines. It's not as readily available there probably as yeah. it is here. Yeah. Well, can you imagine? But, you like, know, that's why if we're hosting here in America, you know, just send them to the right aid as they get off the bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call, have them show up two weeks early and then just send them to the right aid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Just my thought process. I don't know. No, no. That's a good thought process. Okay. Yeah. So. 
That is, but, uh, uh, that's... That's really it for now for the Cuff. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched any games. Like, I, yeah, not yet. Not yet. So, uh, I think uh, the next game that I'm going to try to watch would probably be... Uh, the. No, that's too far out. Because... Mexico and El Salvador will literally be the last game. Yeah. Sunday, July 18th. So I got to try to watch as soon as I can. So I'm probably going to. I mean, the nice thing is, though, with the games on at 6 o'clock, is that we can really watch them. Yeah. Having, not having I, to listen to them. I'm not to having them. to stream them. I mean, I'll be streaming the Qatar Panama game as I'm driving down, you know? <laughs> like, or, or, or Haiti, Canada. Yeah. I'll stream when I get home. Yeah. Like, it's not that much harder. No. But. It's nice. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> you know how good it felt not being stressed at work? Yeah. <laughs> trying to listen and, you know, watch. it kind of felt good and it was kind of sad at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It was like, ah, the Euros are over. But, man, I'm so glad they're over because I, 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 I don't need to listen to it. <laughs> and I say need because I wanted to watch it, but I couldn't, so I needed to listen to it. Yeah. It's uh, so nice. Taking risk at work, people, <laughs> just to listen to soccer games. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I guess we'll be bringing you more coverage on the Concacaf Gold Cup. Yeah, yeah. Later on as we go along, um, I guess some things I really want to talk about. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about um, some transfers that have happened over the uh, over the Euros. So first off, Manchester United picked up Jane Sancho for seventy-three million pounds, down from the uh, requested price of one hundred and five last year. <laughs> Dorman wanted one hundred and five million for him, and we got him for seventy-three this year. How that? How did that happen? Uh, apparently, they just took a pay cut on him. They took a, a chunk off of it, probably because everybody's so like having yeah. a hard time. Yeah. And or Dorman was just trying to take as much money as possible. Hear me out. I'm hearing it. They knew he was going to miss a penalty, so they knew he was going to be worth less. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I apologize. <laughs> um, let me see. Who else? Uh, Ramos. PSG. Has just signed with PSG. That's a big signing. He looks weird. Does, well, yeah, because he shaved his head, didn't he? No, no. He just looks weird in a different uniform. When you're oh, so oh. used to seeing somebody in, like Messi. Yeah, the, seeing the white him in, or the black. And yeah. They seem in a different. It's weird. Yeah. It's off-putting. Imagine seeing, like, Messi in a, like, PSG jersey. It doesn't go. I think the world would end that day. <laughs> I think it should end that day. Um. As of right now, Manchester United is also uh, favorites to sign Rafael Varane from Real Madrid. So that would mean that Real Madrid has zero center backs. Nice. Because I know... I know Everybody has abandoned ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole Madrid team just like... Everybody on Madrid is gone. Like literally. Every, Luka Modric is on his way out. Yep. Um, Tony Cruz. Yeah. Cruz, Tony, yeah. Cruz, he's... He's pretty much done. Yeah, he's pretty much done. I think everybody's just out. Nobody wants to be at Madrid anymore. Nope. Which is crazy. Like, yeah. that used to be the place you went to win all the time. Now it's and just And now it's place. like, I don't know if it's just like, because they're, uh, was it Fiorentina? Or not Fiorentina. Whatever his name is, isn't uh, giving up on the 
Oh yeah. ESL. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pettis. Pettis, yeah. yeah. He just isn't giving it up on the Florentino Pettis. Yeah, he just Florentino. isn't giving up on the ESL. So they're like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to play internationally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Madrid is going to shit. Madrid is going to go to shit. You hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, interesting. They're going to put him on ESPN for next season. Oh, uh, La Liga? Yep. Interesting. So Nice. Be able to watch some of those games. Oh, no, God. <laughs> no. You said nice, and then you just switched. Completely. I just remember trying to stream with ESPN. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare that was. Well, I mean, you're not going to be working on the weekends. Playing on yeah, Saturday but I Sunday. might. I might, yeah. though. I might on a Saturday. Yeah. The only game that you're going to really want to see is Barcelona-Madrid. Yeah. Even true. though the hype went down a lot. Still gonna want to see it's still that. the yeah, it's still it's, the classical. Yeah, it's still the classical. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, any other transfers you've noticed? Uh, I think uh, what's his name? Uh, Memphis Depay. I think uh, he's a yes. Barcelona player. He's going to yeah, he's, he's going to Barcelona. A, he's a Barcelona player now. So that's going to be very interesting. I think Griezmann is on his way out. So that's that's going to be an interesting way of uh, lining everybody up. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Rodrigo DePaul, we just talked about him, has joined Atletico. Yeah, yeah, that? yeah, that, yeah. I heard that. I heard that, and uh, he's gonna do a fucking phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ryan, the former goalkeeper for Arsenal, has now joined uh, Real Sociedad. Mm. I know, not not a big move, not mm. a big thing, but uh, mm. um, Olivier Giroud apparently agreed to terms with AC Milan. You know, much, you know how much Chelsea's selling him for? One million euros. <laughs> Who's who? Milan? Olivier Giroud is going to AC Milan. Milan for, is willing for one million euros. They're willing to pay that much for that? Yeah, apparently. I thought it was going to be close to like five, but no. It is. it is one million. I would have tried to get him on the free. It's a good price for the best striker in the you know history. <laughs> Dude, I would have tried to get him for free. There's no fucking way. <laughs> but doesn't that bring you down as a player though? Yeah. For let's say going for like sixty million to one million. Yeah. I think at that point you just retire. I think he's done anyway. Yeah. I, I think he's just gonna play out his two years at AC and call it good. You think? Because uh, he's what thirty five now. Yeah. He's an old guy. He won a Euro and he won a World Cup, that fucking bastard. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. That fucking guy. Um, uh, I think who, Italy is like the place to retire now. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like an MLS. Yeah, but now everybody's going to Milan. Yeah. You're going to Juve. Yeah. Italy's a nice place to retire to. I think so. Just go there. Yeah. Um, oh, Rui Patricio has left uh, the Wolves mm. and has gone to Roma. Ah, so um, looks like Wolves will not be will be without a keeper for a little bit. Nice, but uh, that's really all I got. I well, really Erling that. Erling Holland, the almighty striker number nine, he wants to leave Borussia Dortmund. He is in pursuit of teams in England. And Spain, which is the big two, Real Madrid and Barcelona. I think you will go to England. I mean, we still got, what, so, like a month and a half. 
So my biggest problem is Dortmund's gonna want a fat pay, fat payout. But I can see a team just holding off on buying him until the summer, till next summer. Just let him play out his one year at uh, Dortmund, and then just trigger his release clause for seventy two million. Yeah. Whereas right now you're gonna have to pay one hundred twenty five million. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just hoping that City doesn't fucking buy him. Oh yeah, because by the way, City's buying Jack Grealish. <laughs> not <laughs> surprised. Let's fucking forget. I not forgot so, about that not one. Surprise. Not yeah, surprised. City's buying Jack Grealish. <laughs> they're they're only champions, and they're only just going to improve their attack even more. Whoa, that's great. <laughs> so uh, Sergio Aguero is a Barcelona player now. Is that official? I that's thought they couldn't official. buy him. So I thought they couldn't pay him because I thought Barcelona's been in like a turmoil because like they can't find they can't. Like pay their players or something like that. Like yeah. They're, they're so Barcelona's wage bill is at a hundred and ten percent of its total income. Yeah. And in case of exceeding this limit, they can only spend twenty five percent of their this income. So they're trying to see what they can do because they got Memphis Depay and Sergio Aguero. They're trying to cut like guys wages they're asking guys to take huge pay cuts and all the players are like no fuck you yeah and fuck you and they're getting rid of players yeah you know they're getting rid of players because like for example like messi he's a free agent he's already like free to go wherever he wants Mm -hmm. but they're talking about paying him yeah that's why that's where their projected wage bill is so high yeah but but it's crazy because messi is losing a hundred thousand per day yeah I mean, but this, this guy has already, like, a shit ton of money. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He got paid a billion dollars by Barcelona anyway, right? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Something like that. And he's made over half a billion dollars off of Barcelona. Yeah. So, uh, 100000 <laughs> is, the like, The man could buy the club right now. <laughs> he can save the team. Yeah. He can retire and save his team. He's like, I'm just going to be a co- I'm going to be head coach, and I'll pay the wage bill. Yeah, this and guy. And we'll call it good. Yeah, so, I mean, still, still no... No contract negotiations between him and Barcelona. I don't know if he's gonna stay. They say he is, but dude, that's a that's a big bill. Yeah, that's they fucked that's up. A, that's a big. Contract. The guys that run their books are terrible, dude. That's a big contract that they have to offer this guy to stay. No fucking he's way. He's not gonna stay. No fucking way. That's why I'm I'm thinking he's gonna end up at City. Shit. I hope not. City or Chelsea. So that means uh, Raheem Sterling is out. No, Sterling's just going to switch to the other side, and Foden's going to play middle. And then Jack Grealish is going to play behind Foden. But you got to build a team around Messi, not Sterling or Foden. Yeah, it's pretty much already a built team. But Messi's coming. You put Foden up front, you play Jack Grealish in the middle of like the four thing with Messi on the right, Sterling on the left. I'm not going to be good. Just Gabriel Jesus will never see the field. Yeah, he should leave. <laughs> yeah, he has to go to Arsenal. <laughs> he looks like an Arsenal player. He does. <laughs> He'll fit right in. <laughs> He'll look, look real good. Uh, He'll look real good in Arsenal, Arsenal red. Oh, yeah. Him and Obama Yang just both not scoring together. <laughs> that would be awesome. The attacking duo that don't score. <laughs> The greatest pair that have never, never got a goal. Wow. <laughs> the most dangerous attack in the world. Zero goals between them. <laughs> Holy fuck. Dude, that would be good. So that's all I really got. 
Yeah. You got anything? No, I, I got nothing else. All right. So, uh, well, that's the pod. Uh, we'll be putting out another one. When do you want to record? Next week or this week? Want to do next week? Yeah. Well, yeah. We do like next Monday. We can. Okay, let's do it Monday. Well, we have plans this weekend. Yes. So. So next Monday. So Monday. Because Sunday when we get back, I have to go to a draft. So you say Monday twenty six? No. How how are we gonna podcast no, I'm on Monday nineteenth? What do you mean? How are you gonna podcast? Dude, we're not gonna see any games. How are we, the only game we're gonna oh, see so, is so like, you want to do it like the twentieth and we can just watch games on the nineteenth, eighteenth and nineteenth. Maybe. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Up to you. Okay, we'll do. I guess we'll see where we go. We should record one more before we go. Let's record on the 15th. Let's record Thursday. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, so we're going to put out one this week. Yes. On the 15th. Yes. And that'll give us a few few games to talk about. Yeah. Pretty sure by then we'll be through with the first round of group I, I think so. Being in the middle one of the cuff. Yeah. So there you go. Let's, that'll be easy. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So uh, there you go. We'll have another episode out to you on Thursday. Um, that's the pod. We love you all. And we'll see you all Thursday. Yeah. Remember, you never walk alone. And Brasil, decime que se siente tener en casa tu papá. Dude, it's just lovely. You never walk alone. Argentina, you are number one. England is not.